All right, what's going on? Another edition of the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever. A little bit different version this time. I'm a little bit more unedited. I'm not going to hold myself back. If I want to drop a few cuss words here and there, I'm going to. So here's your warning. If you don't want to listen to that, and that offends you in 2020 when so much other shit's going on in the world, uh, then you're not my target target audience. So uh, not trying to be a dick, but that's just how I'm going to... I'm going to do it probably for a little bit moving forward. Uh, we got plenty to dive into. What the Colts did in the draft, which I really liked. The Last Dance, another two-parter that we saw on Sunday. I'll give you some, some memories of growing up in that era, growing up near Chicago. Talk a little IndyCar, Matt Kenseth going to Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, maybe a little bit on this coronavirus. It's lovely weather here in central Indiana. I hope you've been able to get out and enjoy it. I've been cruising up and down uh, the the Monon Trail. It's it's, it's hard to see if uh, some of these girls are cute when they got their mask on. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, as always, brought to you by Flooring is Forever. 317-755-1246. Looking for durable, high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty. 100% kid-proof, pet-proof, and waterproof Cortec flooring is the way to go. They have beautiful options from wood to tile looks. Built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of insulation for more comfort. Easy to clean and won't stain. Give my buddy Harley a call. 317-755-1246 or flooringisforever.com. Well, the Colts and the 2020 virtual draft is now in the books. The draft itself... I didn't mind, you know, kind of cutting to these people's houses. I thought it was cool. It gave a personal feel to um, the players, the coaches, the personnel, even Roger Goodell, uh, who I think was drunk halfway through the night on Friday and was probably pounding back those M&Ms during commercial breaks. They did the best that they could in the situation, and really in life in general, that's all you can really ask for right now. I really enjoyed seeing some of these people's homes, seeing... Um, just like I said, a different aspect of what was going on. As far as what the Colts did, they got weapons. They got a lot of weapons at the wide receiver um, position. And the move that some people were shitting on is, is Jacob Eason from Washington coming here, fourth-round pick quarterback. I love it. I love it. I, I do. Um, would not have been mad if they would have had a chance to get Jordan Love. Obviously, that didn't happen. But, look, Phillip Rivers, you, you, can't, you can't lie. And say he's got three, four, five years left. He maybe has one, maybe two if you're lucky. So you need to get somebody in there now that could possibly learn from underneath him. Maybe you trade Jacoby to Miami or New England. New England, he already knows the playbook. Um, God knows what they're going to do with the quarterback position with Tom Brady leaving for Tampa. Or maybe Miami. People say, well, why would they? Why would Miami want him? They just got Tua. Well, again, Tua, a little bit banged up and is a similar running style gunslinging quarterback like Jacoby Brissett, they'd probably be able to work off of each other. Um, Tua would be able to learn. Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. But I do like Jacob Eason. If he's on the practice squad this year and he learns, great. We know that he's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. He's got a lot of um, things that he's not the greatest at. He's more. He's not very mobile. He's a very in-the-pocket quarterback. I know Chris Mortensen shit on him. Um, but I like the move. I like... I like every move that the Colts have made. And, and honestly, um, look, I don't really give two shits about the NFL draft, to be honest with you. Um, that's great. I'm all about trading picks in any sport like they did. That thir- the thir- trading the 13th pick 
for DeForest Buckner, I thought was brilliant. I don't need a 13 pick. Give me a guy who's proven a pro bowler that can get after the quarterback. That's what I like the most out of every move. I thought he did a great job. Everybody obviously, you know, is on a level playing field, and then you get onto the field and you see who can be the next superstar who can move things around. But again, I give the Colts an A minus. I really do. Not any moves that you were like, whole oh, wow, they got this guy. Can't believe it. He's going to come in tomorrow and change things around. No, but there's some wide receivers that are going to be able to compete for that second and third spot that I hopefully think have a chance to um, make Phillip Rivers better this year. Um, or whoever's a starting quarterback spot. I almost said Andrew Luck. Whoops. Not going to be Andrew. Not going to be Andrew next year. Not going to be Andrew ever. Okay, I think Andrew is 100% officially retired. I just don't see it. I mean, I wouldn't. I, hell, if I laid my bed like that, I would sleep in it, and I would never look back. And I know that that's crazy. And I know he's a quitter, and he quit on our team, but I would never, ever come back if I was Andrew Luck. So we'll see what Phillip Rivers can do, and hopefully Eason can learn underneath him and if Jacoby's still there, then hopefully Jacoby can battle and fight for a win and fight for that number one spot. Um, I'm sick and tired of hearing the rumors of Adam Vinatieri. Um, the Colts are going to sit down with Adam Vinatieri. The Col- Look, I'm sorry. I'm over this guy. Uh, thank you for what you've done, but you can't get it done anymore. And I don't want to poo-poo your career. You're a Hall of Famer. You're the greatest kicker of all time. I'll give you all those accolades. But you're not the greatest kicker of all time right now. You're not the greatest kicker in the game right now. So... You know, you draft a, or you you pick up a kicker. You already have Chase. I I really just you know hope they say Adam, look, we love you. We'll we'll retire your jersey. We want you around. We'd love for you to be a special teams coach, but we just can't have you on the. We, we you cost us a playoff spot last year. Cost us a playoff spot last year, and anybody on that football field that would have cost multiple games would have been let go on a Monday. So. Adam, thank you for everything, but I just I don't feel comfortable in him being the kicker for the Indianapolis Colts heading into 2020 or 2021 or whenever the hell uh, this shit settles down. The last dance on Sunday night on Edited on ESPN was great. I mean, yeah, uh, hey, Coach, I uh, know we're in the middle of a championship push trying to win another three in a row here. I know this is also our last year together, but... Man, can I go to? Can I? Uh, can I just hop a plane for Vegas and be gone for forty-eight hours? I mean, how freaking wild is that? Like that is, that's so nineties. You know that whole that whole thing is so nineties, as you know. But um, I thought that was great stuff. I thought that was really really good stuff. And I remember growing up. And if you if you lived in Chicago, lived in Chicagoland area like I did growing up, there was these cups that McDonald's gave out that would change colors with either the condensation or whatever and it was Rodman's head and it would change colors of his hair which is great like Burger King gave out little figurines of Horace and Michael and BJ and Scotty and it it, you know it was huge Like, like I mentioned last week nobody cared about the Cubs really they weren't that good nobody cared about the White Sox the Bears were mediocre in the 90s the Blackhawks were okay I mean that was your winning franchise in Chicago as I take a sip of Baja Blast that was your, I mean, it was all about the Bulls. It was everywhere you went. You, uh, if you live in Indy or wherever you, wherever you are, you know, there's always one team, one professional team that kind of sticks out more than the other, and, and it was the Bulls. It was everywhere. They were on TV every night. You, could, you know, everybody was wearing Bulls shirts, Bulls starter jackets, Bulls Tasmanian Devil hats. Not me, of course, because I was a Pacer fan, but, you know, whatever. 
Uh, looking forward to episodes five and six coming up this Sunday. If I think of anything else nostalgic-wise that I'm sure you don't really care about, I will pass it along next week. All right. Matt Kenseth going to Chip Ganassi Racing. First of all, uh, the picture they posted of Matt, is he okay? I mean, that dude is skinny. That dude is skinny. I mean, I'm talking majorly skinny. He, he definitely looked like he needed a cheeseburger or five. Uh, he just did not look healthy. Uh, they, go in, they go with Matt Kenseth. You know, what I kind of first thought was there's a chance that in racing, because this does happen from time to time, that sponsors want a driver in their car that has won a previous race in said series. This has happened many times. Um, one that I know for sure of was an Indy car when Ryan Briscoe was put in for James Hinchcliffe at the 500. Arrow wanted somebody that had a win under their belt in the series. Briscoe obviously did. Now, I know what you're saying. If you're a follower of IndyCar, well, what about the next week when Connor Daly was in that car? Which is true. Um, and I believe, was it Oriol Servia and Munoz? I believe, too. Uh, that was for other races. The 500 itself, they wanted a driver to replace James Hinchcliffe that had a previous win in a race. Ryan Briscoe was the guy. Um, I don't hate the move. I just I would like to see a guy like Ross Chastain get a chance or, or somebody else. One of the young guns. I just it's a, I feel the same in IndyCar too. Sometimes I just get sick and tired of the same old recycled guys over and over getting opportunities. And I know what you're saying if you're playing devil's advocate. Well, you know, if you're an owner, you don't want your car to be wrecked, so you put a veteran in there that you know is going to bring it home in one piece. And I get that. I do. But, you know, we're tr- trying to grow both sports, whether it's NASCAR or IndyCar. I want to see some of these young guys get a chance in good equipment. Uh, it's not going to do you any good like we see a lot in IndyCar or, I mean, look at, in NASCAR, Corey LaJoy, I think, has a lot of talent, but hasn't really got a chance to prove it in a in a big-time car. Uh, the same argument could be made for Matt DiBenedetto, who is in a pretty good car now, but it's still not the best. So I uh, don't really – I'm not surprised by the move. I don't hate the move, but I, I would have liked to see somebody else maybe have a chance. But good luck to Matt Kenseth. I don't think he's raced since 2018. He was in a six-car when Trevor Bain was fired, if I'm not mistaken, he split some time. I think he ran the Brickyard 400. So we'll see what happens when NASCAR actually gets going. I know they, they mentioned a race at Darlington, at Charlotte. The 310, it still looks like that the first IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader will take place 4th of July weekend. As long as all this corona stuff settles down, which, you know, it's depressing. It really is. I, I know how you guys feel. I feel the same way that... You just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the circumstances. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I know that we're all in this together, and we all just try to have a good time. And, and I, I try to keep things light on the podcast and offer up pools on the weekend to try to bring a level of normalcy. So appreciate all those that have been helping out and, and hopping in those. IndyCar, speaking of, is going to run their iRace this weekend at, that is it, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now, I don't think this will be the last one. Uh, this is the last one that they mentioned in the whole uh, five or six race series. But but I think it, if things aren't back to normal, you could run a couple in May, maybe another fantasy race. I know Spa has been a big topic. Um, I would have loved to see a big old blowout for the 500 and maybe ran qualifying this weekend and then a race the following weekend and kind of extend that into two weekends. But uh, with May coming up this weekend, I'm telling you, I, I feel it. It's in my bones that I should be 
getting ready for the racetrack, it scares me that I have an actual job that I have to uh, not be able to be out at the track every day. That's going to be very, very hard for me uh, to do 100%. But uh, if I am out there, I'll probably have some Budweiser with me, probably have a couple Bud Lights, uh, maybe some seltzers, maybe some lemonades, maybe some of the peels. We will see. Uh, so stop by and say hello, and maybe I'll throw you a beer. But looking forward to that. And I think what they should do on race day, here's, here's what I think. Depending on where we are, if we're allowed to have smaller gatherings, uh, it would be cool if maybe on race day of Memorial Day weekend, the Speedway let a certain amount of people come in and have a picnic, you know, maybe in the stands or whatever, a couple feet apart. You sign up online, first come, first serve, and maybe they play last year's race on the video boards. Maybe they bring a driver or two out to, to sign autographs again keeping social distancing. If you have to wear a mask and gloves, you have to wear a mask and gloves. I get it. But I certainly think that would be awesome. Um, and, and if you can't do that, and maybe you just do this instead, wouldn't it be cool if they allowed the Speedway to open up on race day, starting at 9 a.m., and letting people file through and drive their car one lap around the racetrack? Um, maybe you sign up like you're at a Disney World ride, on your fast pass, hey, I want to do this between 2 and 3 o'clock. And you pile in your family into the car. And you drive on down to the racetrack and get a nice little ride around. I think that would be awesome. That would be great. I, I would do it, especially if it's a nice day. Grab a couple of my friends. Roll down the windows. Wear a mask. Uh, I would love that, absolutely. So there's an idea. If the Speedway wants it, um, I'm full of ideas. I mean, IndyCar, again, passed me up for another job. So here I am, uh, still pleading my case. If you want me to help, I'm always here to help. I love to look at marketing angles of things, look at uh, ways to do things. So if you're listening to this and you're involved out there, all the brother needs is a chance. All right, that's it for this edition of the Tony D Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. Stay safe out there. Uh, Try to have fun. Enjoy the the weather while you can. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Tony D Podcast.